0: Anybody got a problem with that? Yeah, I got a problem. <laughs> Let me guess, you were too short for the good rides at the carnival. What's <laughs> <laughs> so funny about that? Why don't you butt heads just leave her alone? What did you say, punk? I said leave her alone. Buttheads. heads? Come here, you little brats. I'm gonna have to teach you some manners. Ah! Ah! Isn't it sad though? Some kids just won't learn, will they? It's ninja time. We have been trying to do ninja movies forever it seems like you and I keep talking about ninja november and it keeps passing us by but we've i finally agreed to your demands to do a ninja film and then actually i just realized our next movie which will be kept a secret for right now is also ninja focused so we're about it to It is. I know. I, I was thinking well. about that. Yeah. So we're doing a little ninja a little ninja 2pack for you here uh starting with on revenge of the 90s uh that is the podcast we are doing um I'm Steve Febs here. Uh, our movie that we are doing today is 1992's Three Ninjas, which I have never seen. I had never seen it before. Oh, so wow. I witnessed Three Ninjas for the first time. Uh, I've seen <laughs> so I've seen Surf Ninjas quite a bit, oh, which I is the movie that came out like a year later with a uh, Rob Schneider. So I've seen Surf Ninjas, but I've never seen Three Ninjas. Oh yeah. I was quite shocked to find out that this uh movie is a quadrilogy. It's part of yes. a
1: four movie series. Yeah, they've all they all grossed over three. And not million only part dollars. of a four
0: movie series, it ends with a movie called Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain, starring Hulk Hogan.
1: Yeah, that um, that one's not that good, uh, admittedly. like They're all definitely targeted toward kids, which is totally fine. I still loved it for the nostalgia factor. Uh, but yeah, if you're going to watch one of these, uh, that one definitely would hold up the least of the four of them.
0: I can imagine. Just by looking at the cover art, I can imagine that those are the ones that are going to hold up the absolute worst. Um, okay. So three ninjas, uh, it is, it's, um, directed by John Turtletaub, uh, who you may remember, um, uh, that name, uh, from many different things. He's, he, he's often been like a mercenary director over the years. He's done a lot of like Disney stuff. Most importantly, he's done the two national treasure movies. So he's currently our lifeline potentially into getting a third, um, but he also did in the 90s early 90s he did not only three ninjas but the very next year he did cool runnings so the man was on a heater wow
1: yeah holy god he top 10 director maybe all time Jeez, dude i mean you talk about like you talk about like scorsese
0: and you're like well he did you know he did good fellas and <coughs> a couple of years later he did casino but like john turtletop
1: You could actually, if we were going to make a Mount Rushmore of a family movie, a family movie directors, he would probably be on it because he had like a beloved kid series. He has the national treasure movies, which still hold up really great. Cool runnings. Everyone loves cool runnings. It's John Candy and the Winter Olympics. Like he would be on my Mount Rushmore of kid movie directors. Oh, yeah. And then, like, <clears throat> holy shit, I was coughing there. <laughs> oh um,
0: so, yeah, he he would, he, well, he's also done. Now. Dude, I couldn't I couldn't keep it together when you're talking about how, how insane the filmography is of uh, John Turtletob. Because he also did, he seems to have branched out a bit and did The Meg, that shark movie. Um, and, and he directed, because you can't I. Don't I don't remember this, but you can't tell me it's real. Apparently there was a Rush Hour TV show that he directed an episode of.
1: Good timing because they just announced they're going to make Rush Hour 4 today.
0: Dude. Rush Hour 4 is going to be probably super racist, but I feel like <laughs> yeah. that might be... <laughs> I feel like it'll be good because like, who doesn't like the Rush Hour movies, but like... Yeah, that movie's definitely going to be offensive in some way, shape, or form. But maybe yes. that's the I, you
1: know the country might heal with a fourth rush hour. It's possible. <laughs> that's what we, yeah, that's what we need. Just a really racist ninety minute rush hour movie, and then uh, we're <laughs> take we're, us we're back.
0: back. Yeah, pre nine eleven,
1: America journal- will return.
0: Yes. The thing is, yeah, uh, he also did The Kid, uh, John Turtletaub, and he's done Sorcerer's Apprentice, and he did Last Vegas, which is, so he's got, he's branched out a little bit more, but you're right, in terms of, like, Mount Rushmore of kid mo- directors, um, kid movie directors, I would have to say, just based in the, on his, like, Three Ninjas and Cool Runnings, he's certainly right there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're dealing with uh somebody who is um right in his sweet spot here. This was his second movie. Um Three Ninjas uh most notably also stars uh Victor Wong as as Grandpa Mori and Victor Wong has just an absurd filmography himself. Um you probably remember him from things like Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, I certainly remember him the most from Tremors when he plays Walter. Um, He was in Prince of Darkness and just like I mean, so many other things uh, throughout. Three Ninjas,
1: Gig Back, um, that Three Ninjas, Knuckle Up, Three Ninjas, High Noon, Omega Mountain. That was actually his
0: last movie. It would appear. Oh so, man, take that for what it's worth. Yeah. Um so Victor Wong is like a character actor that like I can promise you you've seen before and so he plays Grandpa Mori. Um and he was already pretty old when this movie came out. Clearly, he I mean he was an old man, he passed away like 6 years later. So in 92 he was an old man and what's great about Three Ninjas is that it tries to make you believe that this like 80 something year old man is doing all of the flips and action sequences in this where like very clearly there's like a moment where like he jumps on a car or at the end of the movie when he's fighting um the bad guy snyder where like he's having like his big final fight and like doing all these like crazy flips and everything and it's like clearly a younger skinnier guy taller too but i i'm, I'm okay with it it's fine because like the choreography i will tell you this this the choreography is like pretty tight for this movie it's a ridiculous movie And I can't wait to talk about it in depth, but like it is um, from an action standpoint, like it's clear that like they knew that like their bread was going to be buttered by like actually making like the martial arts, like you'd buy it. So I was, I was, I was into that as, as a grown ass man watching this for the first time, I was like, Oh, okay. Like I can enjoy like the
1: martial arts aspect of this. Yeah. It's surprisingly good choreography for Such a campy kids movie, Um, but it it like it kind of has to be good uh, to buy the idea of three under twelve year old children like kicking the shit out of a bunch of like highly skilled adult ninjas. (laughs) That's why, like,
0: the best part of it is that every single person, every actor, has to sell that uh, like a nine-year-old kicking them is going to send them like four feet across the
1: room. That's the best part of it. They all should have received like lifetime achievement Oscars. Every, every extra (laughs) ninja in this movie. (laughs) I mean, how embarrassing
0: is it that at every turn, like I can understand there's a sequence in this movie. There's like a 15 minute sequence in the middle that is just bookended by the actual plot of the film where three random surfer dudes, try to kidnap the three boys for snyder uh who we'll get into why he needs them. i guess but they try to kidnap snyder and it just turns into like a a home alone short film with with some karate in there and so like i can totally these dudes are like big losers they're surfer dudes they're like dude like that's everything they say they're early 90s very clearly when they were making this film they were mashing in everything that kids at the time liked. And it just so happens that Home Alone had come out two years earlier. So they were like, fuck, we gotta put we gotta put in some hijinks where like they they take on some people going into their house. So sure enough, there's a sequence. And so I can buy them beating the hell out of these like surfer dudes. Even, you know, it's like, okay, great. I can I get it. But yeah, like you said, like the rest of the movie, they're fighting highly trained ninja assassins who have like so most of them have swords and at one point they yes. all have guns that they never use but a lot of them have swords and these dudes are like throwing this like wielding the swords on these kids and the kids are just beating their asses
1: and these are the same ninjas who sneak up and <laughs> attack a bunch of FBI agents and and beat them yes so presumably these three kids could take on a lot of dozens of FBI agents
0: yeah I personally I, I you know I'm fairly certain even with like a summer's worth of training that these kids had from their grandpa, I could take all three kids in a fight yeah because like the oldest is like like 12 or 13 maybe that might even be too old but like yeah there it's just impossible (coughs) excuse me it's impossible for these kids to have enough strength to take on an adult like i could easily like what i wanted to see was when they face like the second big boss which is always like the action movie staple where there's like the, the main henchman that they fight before the big guy comes in um he when they first start fighting him they can't even, like, land a punch on this guy. And and when they kick him, he just doesn't even move. It's like the quintessential henchman who's, like, somehow, like, physically, like, invincible. Um, what I would have liked is, because that was real to me. It was like, okay, this is how it would really go if three little preteens they, tried to attack. What do they
1: do, Steve? They light up the eyes, boys. Light up the eyes. That's true. They hit him in all the sensitive
0: spots. I was hoping that they would pull out, like, the five-point like heart burster move oh yeah see that's what i'd pull on one of the kids is like if they took a swing at me i'd grab them by the hand i'd break one of their wrists because kids wrists are so malleable break that and then i'd throw punch the second one and then i'd to the oldest kid i'd do the five finger heart thing on him and then i'd be like what are you gonna do now
1: because i posed the question do you think you could beat any of them up and you think you could beat all three of them? I also think I could beat all three of them because I would take the youngest tum tum and grab him by the feet and just beat the others with tum tum's body. Well, they would see like what they'd see
0: is like I'd grab any of them by the collar and I would just start wailing on them, and like the two of them yeah. would just be like, "Holy shit!" Like, "Oh my god, nothing Grandpa this talks guy. is going to save him now." <laughs> right. so, Grandpa
1: like, didn't teach us about street boxing
0: yeah just like and and like they might try to kick you and stuff but once you're in that like once you're in like berserker mode you're not even feeling their little like kicks on your head you're just like wailing on them so yeah you know you're putting their head through like a car window so like honestly and then like also like half the like the little girl across the street emily I think kicks a couple guys and they like, they're like, Oh, you know, when she kicks them, it's like, get out of here. that shit. (laughs) I wanted now the realism would come from like at the end of the movie when they finally, where, where they tell you the lesson of the movie is that violence is the answer. And they fight these bullies, these like age appropriate bullies who steal their bikes earlier in the film. I would have liked the movie to go from PG to hard R right there and watch Rocky grab the kid's arm and then snap it in half. That is what I would have liked to see. Um, yeah. And that I would, that would be believable because it's like, okay, yeah. Two 10 year old duking it out, but we, we didn't
1: get that. So that's fine. Rocky has Rocky, like kicks him and he's like, put your teeth on the, on the curb. And then he just like, Colt's like, no, as he curb stomps him. <laughs> god yeah i guess i guess it,
0: it actually was like really weird to see i don't know if you thought this but i thought it was like strange to see a black boy as the bully i did it's like
1: that was strange yeah well you it's know like because be everybody odd. else is
0: white and it's just like i don't know about this why are we beating up a black kid like that's it was like
1: yeah. i don't like this <laughs> oh well there was one other bully and the other yeah. bully, he's but actually he gets off fine he's the- i didn't He's in the sequel.
0: Oh, does he get beat up too?
1: Um. So the sequel is really good. They go to um, what's well, actually the third one, I think. They go to Japan uh, because oh, there's yeah. this like big tournament and the grandpa has this dagger. Um, the tournament happens every like, I don't know, 25 years. He has this dagger. He needs to present it to the winner, but the dagger opens this cave of gold. And so this his, his guy who like trained with him, the grandpa, when they were in Japan together, um, Mori Shintaro, um, uh, sends three bumbling idiots, very similar to the surfers, but they're uh-huh. Japanese this time, um, and uh, to kidnap them. Uh, kidnap it's always the a kids. kidnap. But th- always a kidnap. I know. But there's a baseball game that happens before they go to Japan against a bully and a rival team. And it gets mm-hmm. suspended, and it has a kid who's farts are so bad he eats chili in the dugout. His farts <laughs> knock everybody out. Oh, um, so, so yeah, they go to Japan to help with Grandpa, and they meet this awesome uh, uh, like teenage girl who wins the tournament, and she's like right. better than all of them at fighting. So okay. she helps them. Ooh. Okay, cool.
0: All right. Well, speaking of training, I'm glad you bring that up because here's the main like. Plot point here of the movie that I love that they don't address. Uh <clears throat> Snyder is a bad guy, and he and I love that he delivers this line where he goes like, I love being a bad guy, which is like the best delivery I've ever heard in my life.
1: He also uh dude, he also has like the actor's range of his cadence. Like anytime he wanted to like like get a point across, he would hears his cadence. He's like, I want these kids where is the grandpa like it was always like beat beat scream i wonder
0: i wondered about that because like the adr for him is so off the charts bad like you can't like everybody else you can kind of tell the audio matches pretty well i almost wonder if it was like a different dude doing like the voice i was wondering about that because like nothing matched up because the guy's expressions weren't matching like the level that he was i wonder if he was like if he got in the booth and was like fuck i need to bring i need to bring the heat because i was apparently sick the whole shoot so i had no expressions so i need to like amp it up so snyder snyder is this uh nondescript villain oh he has a missile He has a random missile that he's trying to sell oh also speaking of super racist the beginning of this movie has an undercover fbi agent in like clear (laughs) makeup to make him look middle eastern and he wears like a turban and at first i was like oh my god is that like supposed to be like a middle eastern guy and then when even when they faked him out as part of the sting operation i was like yeah i don't know if that would fly today but um so yeah so this movie's got it all it's got great horrible impersonations of Middle Eastern people, and they beat up a black kid at the end. So, uh, you know, it's got all of the uh, early 90s tropes you can imagine. And so anyway, aside from that, um, also, like, guns are put to kids' heads and stuff. We really let kids watch whatever the hell they wanted back in the day. Like, Oh, my God, yes. There's a lot of, like, super violent stuff that happens in this. And also, like, dudes get shot on camera. Like, it's pretty wild. Um, but anyway, Snyder's got a missile. He's trying to sell it. Uh, it's a sting operation. The FBI stops it. Uh, the kids, the boy's dad is the lead agent on this Snyder gets away and you're like, okay, makes sense. Whatever. Um, meanwhile, the kids are at their grandpa's for the summer and he's training them on how to be ninjas and they're doing all their like ninja practicing. Then a limo drives up and uh-huh. out pops fucking Snyder and his like team of ninjas who start doing backflips out of the limo and they start get
1: fighting the- immediately.
0: They There's start fighting no, like,
1: conversation. No,
0: which also doesn't make a ton of sense because Snyder's not even there to fight. So it didn't really make a lot of sense. Cause like, what if they had like impaled his grandkids like out of nowhere? So <clears throat> they beat up these dudes. Snyder's like, oh, you, you, my test is complete. And it's like, okay, I don't know what you were testing, but he indicates to more, to the grandpa, Maury, that like, they know each other and that they worked together in the past. And like, grandpa Maury's like, I never should have partnered with someone like you. And then the, the movie never explains what that meant. There's there's just a picture of them like at some old Gala smiling but they never explain like the connection between grandpa Mori and Snyder the villain nope at any point they're just like oh they work together and it's like doing what like yeah like was grandpa Mori like an assassin for him or something or were they like it been on been a security
1: it's like... like like he had a security firm and he trained him and Snyder like went rogue with it and then started getting into illegal shit. Like it could have been such an easy thing given what we know about the grandpa.
0: Oh yeah. It 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 makes no sense whatsoever that they're that they're like giving you this like tenuous connection between the two where it's like, um, they work together. So like when they later in the movie, when the kids get that, I actually do think though, the kids have like a legitimate gripe when they see like the photo of like grandpa with Snyder, because like to the kids, they're like, what the fuck? Like this dude's trying to kill our dad and grandpa just like knew him. And also like, we just saw him talking to him in person. So I guess it makes some sense that the kid, that these like dumb kids
1: would think that they, That's fair. yeah him. and I, and I do think it's like crazy that it seems like like the dad who's an FBI agent like kind of knows that the grandpa knew Snyder and he's like he's tracking it seems crazy that like your father in law wouldn't help you like oh yeah, I can trick Snyder Snyder was just in my cabin in fact, and i I could tell him <laughs> like I want to help him, and then you could just have a bunch of FBI agents like arrest him.
0: Well, that's true because also like grandpa goes off and does his own investigation to find like Snyder's boat. Yes. And the dad indicates that like, well, we were following you and that's how we found the boat. So maybe he's had a tail on the grandpa this whole time.
1: He might've. Yeah.
0: That, that is, that adds up to me in terms of the dad, not wanting the kids to train with the grandpa so much, which like, that's also like a legitimate gripe. Like I know this is this dad is like a pretty good deadbeat dad. Like in terms of our '90s deadbeat dads, he's in the so far. I'd say he's in our top ten, like our power rankings. He's he's up there. I think that's fair. He he shows very little re- regard for his kids up until the end of the movie. But I would be kind of like if I had like if my. Like father in
1: law. He's no Howard Langston, took- but he's he's up there.
0: Dude, no one no one can beat Howard Langston. <laughs> that is like the he's he's holding the top spot for possibly all eternity.
1: If, I literally my- just showed that to my kid. I just showed that to my kids and my oldest was like, So why didn't the dad get the toy at the beginning? <laughs> like 15 minutes into the movie, he already was like, This guy is shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, your son's what seven now? Seven, yeah. Yeah. So even a seven year old's like, dude, I don't know, this guy's a fucking loser. Yeah. We need to we need to get uh we need to get this family away from him as fast as possible. <laughs> the fact that like maybe maybe uh maybe the neighbor should be banging Howard's wife. Dude. Maybe Phil Hartman I, should bang her. Yeah, he she, did he say that?
1: No, he didn't say that. <laughs>
0: Well, he'll get there. Um, so yeah, so letting your letting your kids go to like some random camp in the woods with their with your father-in-law to throw ninja stars all summer and like do all sorts of ninja stuff knowing that he has some sort of like dark ninja past. Yeah, that would probably piss me off a little bit as well cuz like
1: especially especially the ages, you know, like I could see maybe the oldest and maybe Colt, so it's Rocky, Colt, and Tumtum. Rocky's, we'll say, twelve or thirteen. Colt's probably a year under him, so he's eleven or twelve. But Tumtum's like nine years old. Like I could see the two oldest maybe being allowed to. do Oh this. yeah, you're not sending a nine year old to go like do the same training with them. He's going to some like day camp. Yes,
0: and also like they're like the grandpa's very much like. Don't ever get in a fight, you don't think you can win wink, wink, which basically is just like, hey, I think you can win all these fights, so like you should fight all these ninjas, Everybody. which like dude, this movie is just nonstop kids fucking adults up it it's it's endless ninja action. They don't take a second to stop
1: what's funny this this movie has more ninja fights than kill Bill does.
0: <laughs> which is even, crazy yeah yeah per per capita more ninja fights than any other film amazing ever made i've the amount of times i heard the kids going like yeah it was absolutely nuts i understand the realism the 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 att- attempt to uh have the attention to detail but that was pretty hilarious
1: the sound editor had to like probably kill himself after making this movie
0: <laughs> he has had to record like four hundred like takes for each kid of that so that he could just like have different variations based on different the type ones of for everyone yeah yeah, yeah that poor bastard um i i i I, <laughs> I like reading these notes gosh i do uh i mean it's it's funny it's like. It's not like, I mean, it's like, if you watch it, like, for me, as, a like I said, an adult for the first time, you watch it, and you're like, this is pretty, like, ridiculous. This is pretty silly. Um, but I could totally, totally see how kids would would eat this up. Like, I wish I saw this as a kid, because I'd be going nuts. I'd be in, like, my backyard or my room, literally doing the moves and being like, and like, hey, yeah, like, I'd be doing that endlessly, because, like, i love ninja turtles i love i mean home alone whatever that aspect of the movie it was just like shoehorned in but the ninja stuff i i think every kid our generation went through a ninja phase so i can see
1: how this went and made four movies this my sister brother and i watch this movie so many times and the sequels so many times like we've all seen them at least two or three times I've seen every one of these movies at least five times like I this was a um, video store rental for the 15th time my parents like you guys go in the other room and watch that shit again we're gonna like (laughs) English patients on VHS we're not missing this movie go watch (laughs) three ninjas again (laughs)
0: go watch mega mountain
1: yeah now
0: did you and your siblings have like i have to assume this is correct and and true that you had did you guys have like pretend ninja battles with each other
1: yeah yeah and like sometimes we pretend to be the characters and we had this uh my parents are still trying to get one of us to take this or to help them donate it back in their storage unit in columbus there's a Barney doll that is like four feet tall and we Mm -hmm. would use that as like the thing we'd fight. So like we could like, I could like, like pick it up in the air and they could like double kick it or things like that. But um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I never did. I can't, I don't think I did like much like of, of, you know, ninja fighting, but it reminded me of how much we used to like set up like um, a wrestling ring and um, do like yes. the wrestling uh, like you know actually wrestle each other um, usually at like a very questionable neighbor kids house where like the the parents were like never there and it was like one of those things where it was like how are you home alone all the time and, and as a kid you you wonder what that's like and then that's the house where you would set up like a very terrible makeshift wrestling ring and then like that kid whose parents never were around would do like actual finishing moves on you, and you'd hurt your neck really bad, and then go home, but never tell your parents like what just happened because you didn't want to get in trouble. Oh yeah, I you remember. know that kind of
1: stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've mentioned him on the podcast before. Anthony Rio did a power bomb to me that like a really hard crack happened on my. It might have been my collarbone, I think, but like I couldn't breathe for like a couple minutes after it because he had a ceiling fan. And like we I panicked. I'm like, get me down, because my feet were about to hit it. And then he did, but my neck and I just like landed on my head like really, really hard. But yeah, we would I wouldn't do wrestling that much with my my uh siblings because they were so much littler than me. But I would do it with my friends. Every time we had a sleepover, we would do Royal Rumbles, like we would do oh, yeah. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, like everything. It was the best.
0: You should have ninja fought your siblings, man, just like knocked their asses all over Skicked the place. Kicked their ass. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Feel get a little taste of that power. And then my brother shoves jelly beans down my throat like tum tum and like I die. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I saw it in the movie. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, you know, this movie certainly can't escape like the ridiculous. The they can't esca- it can't escape like the ridiculous kid stuff. So like in the final battle between uh grandpa and, and Snyder um, Tum Tum, who loves food, of course, hands Grandpa some jelly beans. He's like, "Use these," and so like he's getting held up like by the neck, and he shoves these jelly beans down Snyder's throat. And of course, it, you know Snyder's like, whoa, whoa, you know, choking on it. Um, That's how he defeats so, him with you know, the jelly beans. It's like, it's all, yeah, defeats him with the jelly beans of all things. Uh, even though like Snyder straight up whooped. Grandpa's ass, like that was oh, actually yeah. like a pretty cool choreographed fight. Genuinely a great fight, and he does this like crazy roundhouse good. kick that makes Grandpa like spin like six times.
1: And the kids with the like no. Well, he also like like threw dirt or dust in in Grandpa's eyes, so that was like a pretty big cheap shot by him. Like you, yeah, it was like, like, like a pepper bomb or something. Yeah, if you're gonna fight an eighty year old man, like beat him on your own, Snyder. Dude, that's true. Like,
0: it's the same thing with the kids beating up on the on the goons. It's like Snyder couldn't take down an eighty five year old man, and like, yeah, appears to have been like a protege or something. Uh, That that seems interesting to me. I do love I do love how many villains in the nineties had like a legion of ninjas at their disposal.
1: Oh yes. Yeah, this huge band of like fifty or a hundred sycophants that followed them, like <laughs> like uh, as if they were on payroll. Like, are these independent contractors? Do they get benefits? Like, or is it just like I want to be a ninja and I'm gonna, you know, like whatever crime stuff we do, I, I we That's, we all get yeah. like a percentage of it. I'm not in it so much for the money. I just
0: like there aren't a lot of opportunities for ninjas, so I just take whatever right. I can get. Like like there aren't many like crime lords that are asking for like ninja like a ninja
1: crew so like this is all i've got yeah and i get to fucking like beat up three like preteens <laughs> yeah. so yeah or like i got into the, it's like
0: i got into being a ninja cuz i thought i was going to fight like you know guys who trained like i did you know and like practice the art and like maybe like a i mortal would fight combat like that
1: situation yeah
0: like maybe i'd go to like a tournament somewhere on an island And fight like a four armed monster, but instead, I'm getting my ass kicked on a boat by a fucking kid
1: named Tum Tum. Yeah, when your when your mom when your single mom was like saving pennies (coughs) and taking you to like the 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 mini mart, uh, uh, you know dojo to do your classes every Saturday. You your hope wasn't that you'd end up doing that stuff. It was it was that you were going to carry one of those giant trophies that's like 10 feet tall, like above your head and be victorious. <laughs> Not that you're going to fight some, like like three kids.
0: That would be like, that would be like if Bruce Wayne went through all the trouble of finding the league of Sh- like training at the league of shadows with Ra's Ghoul and then like made it back to Gotham. And then just like that next night got his shit rocked by three kids. <laughs> 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 and like Ra's That'd al Ghul is like, they're like, Ooh,
1: <laughs> Jesus.
0: Holy shit. This reflects very poorly on me.
1: <laughs> okay, so we've captured like the big baddie, Snyder. And he's actually like cool. He's cool looking, very 90s. He has a, a ponytail. Um, yep. Oh yeah. I, I mean I thought he was he was awesome. He still like kind of holds up even though the ADR is really bad. Um but as we mentioned, he his like lawyer is like I have these three great. So his whole goal is to obviously get the grandpa to train his ninjas. Because I, but that's actually that lines well, up because we're like how 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 are they this bad? That's probably why he's getting the grandpa to train them because he's like they fucking suck. These guys will blow. Yeah, <laughs> these guys suck at being ninjas. Um, so that makes sense. But he he's well, he also wants, but
0: he also wants the he also wants the grandpa to get
1: his. Son-in-law off his back initially, he does. He's like, "Hey, could you have your like? I know I have this like, you know, this like missile, and I just uh, a- uh like attacked a bunch of FBI agents. But could you just like tell them to chill out and also train my ninja army?" <laughs> yeah. And then the grandpa's like, "Obviously, no, like hard pass, <laughs> but thanks for the offer." <laughs> and so he's like, "Okay, well, we got to get the we got to turn up the heat on the grandpa." So. Instead of just like trying to entice him with a better offer, he's like, "I'll just steal his grandchildren," and this will <laughs> yeah. this will also like supposedly end things with the FBI because they won't be mad about that. Um, so his <laughs> his lawyer's like, "Don't worry, my nephew is really good at kidnapping," and it's like the three dumbest surfers ever, and so they get hired and they start following uh, the kids to kind of like learn their patterns and uh you know the, the kids go to school we mentioned these bullies that steal um uh that steal the uh emily's bike who had emily yep. has a crush on rocky rocky has a crush oh, yeah. on emily yeah uh, the, the famous rocky loves emily rocky loves emily so rocky is gonna get this bike back at recess he challenges the bullies to a basketball game they're down they've accepted the terms then rocky being cocky as hell says we'll spot you nine points they're playing to 10 what are you doing man just like yeah they've They've already a goddamn game yeah you're way better than them they've already agreed to it all it takes is one of them just tossing the ball up and it like falling in somehow and they have clearly they're clearly 10 times better than the bullies because they can fucking dunk it's the craziest – I so I said this is the craziest basketball game since uh, American History X where, like, <laughs> you know, the big guy and, um, like, uh, the Nazis defeat, uh, you know, the guys who, who like, always play at the Long Beach courts. Right, all right.
0: Uh, yeah, it's, it's a do you crazy think the, game. Do you think the kids could beat the
1: Nazis? I don't think they could box out the big guy. I think, like, that would – Right. Like, even though they can jump pretty high, like, I just think – just his, like, that guy's, like, two feet taller than them, and all he has to do is just get a body on one of them, and it's just like, Ed Norton's gonna, Ed Norton's gonna dunk in your face, he's gonna do a reverse dunk with the biggest swastika tattoo you've ever seen on his chest while he smiles at you.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I was blown away at these kids' ability to, like, their hops are nuts, because this is a regulation hoop we're talking about. It is, yeah. So, like, I mean, I guess it makes some sense that they spotted these kids nine points, but like, play it, just play it straight,
1: right? Yeah, because if it's not like I don't know, like we we've seen you guys play basketball, like I, you guys are pretty good. And it's like, fine, we'll spot you like nine points, and it's like, okay, like the guys are like, cool, and he's like, we'll spot you nine. It's like Rocky, boys what are you are like, doing? Yeah, you dumb shit, showing off, like showing off. He like is. Emily keeps getting, she gets pissed at him throughout the whole movie. She, she does calling him a show off. Yeah. A fun um, fact where they shot the school.
0: Yes. It's a school. I love this.
1: Yeah. It's a school. Uh, my wife does some substitute teaching up in Santa Clarita The school is called Oak Hills elementary. It's not that far from my house. Um, there's a park there. Um, I've taken my kids a bunch of times. She subbed there. And so the basketball courts there is where they view, they use the exterior of the school and then they use the basketball courts as well there. So another fun, uh, Santa Clarita uh, filming and I, I checked it specifically because some of the neighborhoods, there's a very specific Simi Valley, Santa Clarita Valley houses look here. It's um I actually love this style of house. Uh it's uh from the movie E.T. A lot of the houses look like that. Yeah. Um so that's why I was like, oh I think some of this was shot in the valley. So all the houses you see, they were shot in Simi Valley where they shot ET. But then the, some of the school stuff was shot in uh, Santa Clarita.
0: Okay. And the other fun yeah. fact is that you go to that elementary school and you beat up some kids yes. doing some three ninjas moves. I, I think. Yeah, I do.
1: I, I wear um, I rotate between the three masks: Rocky. Clinton, yeah. Tum Tum, And I just beat the shit out of the children. Yeah. Because
0: like it's like, why don't, why don't you get it? Don't you understand yes. that this movie was filmed here?
1: Yeah, I know. They've kicked me out of the schoolyard a bunch of times as I've tried to install a huge plaque um, on the school <laughs> yeah. grounds. But they're like, we don't want that. It's a shame. You you've been banned. The funny thing is you were you were banned
0: um, you were banned from any school board meetings, I believe, because you would take over all the allotted time trying to get the plaque created.
1: Yes. Yes. The vaxxers got very the anti-vaxxers and the vaxxers got very mad with me. Uh, When COVID broke out, because I kept showing up talking about this important subject when they wanted to talk about the regulations, whether or not the schools would be opening in person. And I was like, no, we need to really talk about a piece of our history, the Valley's history more broadly. This can help tourism dollars. You can have people showing up at the school at odd hours to take pictures there. Like we can do autograph sessions with these kids aren't really doing that much anymore. So they can come and do autograph sessions. Like, this is a big deal. And uh, they've said, you can't come back to these meetings.
0: Please, please leave. I I wonder, it's surprising that this wasn't the thing that threw them over the edge. But like, maybe you were the least crazy person showing up in the grandpa ninja costume and a sword on your back.
1: Uh, Yeah, there was a weird number of people dressed like that, but for very different reasons. Uh, across yeah. both political, uh, reaches. So I was, I was pretty surprised. I was the only one that didn't have like a rhinestone message on the back of mine. So they're just yeah. like, yeah, you, you gotta go, buddy. You probably bought, you probably bought him some, you probably bought yourself some goodwill when you shoved those jelly beans
0: down that guy's throat who was yelling about CRT critical yes, race theory in school. So like that, you know, yes. you probably, it all evens out in the end. And I pepper bombed him too. Yeah. So, yeah. so they still let you come back to the playground and beat up the kids on occasion. Yes. Yeah. In honor of the filming of the, of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty wild. That's, that's pretty cool. I, I, uh, I, the funny thing is like, you, you've got all the good stories in terms of the filming. Cause like there aren't like a ton of movies that were filmed in Cleveland in the nineties. So I don't, I don't
1: have much. That's true that's true. Not in the nineties, like there's, there's eighties and there's, you know, some mar- a bunch of Marvel stuff. Movies recently have been filmed there that are really good. Um, but, but yeah, nineties, it was because they got rid of all the tax incentives. The, and tax stuff credit, with the film yeah. bureau. Yeah.
0: Yeah. i have to, th- I'll have to find something. I'll have to like dig up the archives and see. But, as long as one of us has fun tidbits
1: to uh, tickle our audience, I guess I'll take it. Exactly. There you go. I'll, I'll be the one with my, my limited Santa Clarita. Um,
0: that's fine. Stories. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Um, all, right, so, all right. So the basketball sequence is ridiculous. And then there's the Home Alone sequence, which is just balls to the wall ridiculous <laughs> in that like the – uh, three surfer dudes come to the house. They pretend to be pizza delivery guys. They overtake the babysitter and throw her in the closet. Um, the boys are upstairs and they're like, "Oh, we got to fucking defend ourselves." Um, yes. So the surfer dudes come up the stairs and are like, "Break!" They break into their bedroom, but they can't find the kids anywhere so then they're like well let's go ransack the parents room and then that's when the kids are they're like initiating phase one of their plan basically that is like let's just like torture these guys a bunch right it's like we'll throw uh or we'll, we'll slick the floors with like dish soap and we'll we'll hide in like a room and then like bonk them on the heads in the dark and they'll like beat each other up or like you know whatever um the other one that was like pretty vicious was like let's literally choke a guy to death on the railing by tying like, ties as, to- Rocky escalates it a bit yeah that i'm pretty sure that main guy would be dead if his if yeah, his bros he didn't find him. him he hangs yeah, him cuz he like ties the he ties the ties his dad's ties to the guy you know around his neck then he's on the other end and he jumps off the railing and literally, like, hangs there. So, like, if he wanted to, he could have murdered that dude. Um, yeah. Which, again, you know, hey, standing in his ground, I guess. Um, There's more hijinks that happen. Uh, there's some kicks to the butt in the back that involve them falling into, like, a piano. Um. There's uh, some interesting hijinks in the kitchen where they throw some, like, they make their own pepper bombs, and they throw them at those dudes' faces.
1: That's some good uh, filmmaking. Most that's, for, that's foreshadowing
0: of yes, what's going to happen true. with
1: the Grandpa. I, apparently, ninjas are big into pepper bombs.
0: Yeah. Love it. Who had, who knew? Uh, the most notable thing that Phase 2 brings up for, the, for these guys is that the uh, surfer dudes bring in, actually bring in a pizza and a drink. Um, they put, like, X lax in the Soda pop, and like Tum Tum is in the. He like brings it in the kitchen. And he's like, mm, "This is so good." And the two surfer guys are like, "Hey, give me that!" And they like grab it, completely forget whatever else they're supposed to be doing. Grab the drink, and they both chug the x Xlax drink. And so, sure enough, before like this whole sequence is said and done, both of those guys are just shitting their brains out on the toilet. Yes. And I have to imagine they are still there, like, as things are like, cause like, that would be crazy. Like, what would you do? Like, if you had such like, you know, like those, like, like the most painful diarrhea you've ever had in your life where you're like doubled over on the toilet, would you j- and, and like, you couldn't get up the timeline indicates that like the parents and the cops come
1: pretty quickly they do oh yeah they find those guys are arrested like they, they absolutely yeah when you when you were having that degree of diarrhea and we've all been there so this can be you know this is a safe space for that um yeah you, you want to give up in life and you're just like i'm good i'm I, okay that's fine i'll go to jail just let me let me just finish getting this yeah. demon out of my body.
0: Right that's one of those poops that's one of the like that's a diarrhea where you take off all your clothes and you just start like praying oh. to whatever god you lay you on think the pile for a little bit yeah yeah
1: those
0: those are the those are the ones where you're you're like fighting like you feel like you're in like like you got poly on your shoulder like like spraying the water on your face and like telling you to get up for another round or something yeah exactly <laughs> Cause you're just getting your, you're just getting worked.
1: <laughs> you are. Oh my God. Yes.
0: So that's, what's happening to those guys. But by all accounts, um, the main guy might get away. It, it would
1: appear. So yeah, he might, he should have shown up in the sequels. Cause none of these guys ever, none of them appear in another, uh, one of the, uh, three ninjas movies.
0: I love that. I love that this is just some random-ass sequence that so clearly was conceived to be a a Home Alone sequence. Like, unabashed, just like, no
1: shame. No. No, they knew what they were doing. They do have a line. It's one of my favorite movie lines um, where they they get the babysitter in the closet um, and they're like, like, what what do we do? And they say, first we feast, then we felony. Like I think that's some very good writing that's a good for line. a kids movie. That's a really good line. They, yeah, they, I actually like. I like the surfer dudes.
0: Like they're fun. They're they're a they silly fun. little addition to the movie. Um, it's like a pretty. It's a it's a light hearted. You know, except for the fact where uh, they're pointing guns at kids' heads and stuff. Um, ultimately, like it's a pretty light hearted movie you know, that I could easily see why kids loved it. Um, It's a little, it's like a little harsh in the way that kids, like the brothers interact with each other, but like those are, that's what brothers do. Like constantly all the brother, like all three of them are like bickering and like calling each other idiots and like, I think at one point like threatening to kill each other. So like it's pretty ridiculous from that standpoint. And, uh, you know, you could take that for what it is, but um ultimately like it's a fun kids ninja movie i don't you know what more could you ask from it it's it's not the silliest one i've ever seen like if you want to talk about like the
1: silliest ninja movie did did you ever see surf ninjas oh i loved surf ninjas i was i mean i consumed it all beverly hills ninja surf ninjas three ninjas like all the sequels like it's Surf Ninjas is great. It has Surf Ninjas is cool because it brings in. We'll do that movie for sure. But it brings in like a video game, like a Sega, and that's like a fun, like little device to it. Dude, the
0: the '90s were ninja heaven. If you were if you were into ninjas, the '90s like I'm looking at like all the stuff that. I mean, I certainly like you mentioned like Beverly Hills Ninja, the the four Three Ninjas movies, um, the three Ninja Turtles movies, there's American Ninja. Um, there's Kindergarten Ninja was a movie. Um Oh my God. Little three little ninjas and the lost treasure. Like it just ninja zombie, it just goes on and on. It's an endless stream of of ninja stuff. And I wonder why that is. I mean, I'm sure the Ninja Turtles played some role in it, but like maybe it was like partly due to like some of the like um like Jackie Chan stuff that was starting to come out and like some of that like Hong Kong action cinema, which reminds me if they really wanted to up the stakes, what they should have been doing, because they had there was such a like Asian cinema influence here what they should have done is made these kids do their own stunts. Like it was a Hong Kong action movie and like forced them to jump off of a bridge onto a moving truck. And then like at the end of the movie and like the outtakes, like they do in a Jackie Chan movie, show me all the times he got like viciously hurt. Right. And like just laugh and laughed it off. Where like, you know, Jackie Chan accidentally misses jumping on a moving truck and just falls like 30 feet onto the concrete and then just gets right up and does it again. Like, if these kids had actual dedication, like, that's the stuff they would
1: have been doing here. I think that's fair. Um, and I, I do think Ninja Turtles played a pretty, pretty big role in in what was going on um, at this time. And just, like, all the things that were, were making money was, like, Ninja Turtles, um, Power Rangers, like, all those things. That was, like, the most popular stuff. So, they were like, okay, we need to make a kids thing with ninjas. Okay, what if kids were ninjas? Oh my gosh, there were surfers in that movie. What if there were surfer ninjas? Oh my gosh, like what if this happened? And and so right. it's there's a lot of great iterations. And I'm so glad I I again, this is why I love the nineties so much with the movies, because just the it's just insane. Like these movies are never being made again. And the fact that you have Dude, like a dozen yeah. ninja movies that weren't, like, starring a classic, you know, kung fu expert, like a Bruce Lee or a Jackie Chan, that were geared towards children, is, like, bonkers.
0: This does, we talk about this every single time we do a a live-action kids movie from the 90s. You're totally right. These don't exist. You will never get, and maybe they'll come back at some point, but, like, the era of of small budget live action kids movies is just gone that that is it's like the studio comedy they they have completely been wiped off the face of the earth like disney yep. plus disney plus has probably the greatest opportunity to do it but they they like won't even do that to put push anything to streaming right like there's right. nothing is even going out to there. streaming
1: anywhere this isn't streaming no. anywhere. At least, like the studio comedy, you're still going to get, um, like Hulu's had a few, like the uh, the binge. They had that one. Oh, Vacation um, Friends. Vacation so, Friends, which were like, I wish they would have been released. Like they were funny. I wish they would have been released to theaters. But like, at least I'm getting yeah. something to like scratch that itch a little bit. It's definitely not the same. Like the last comedy. Studio comedy I remember seeing in theaters was Game Night. Wow! Yeah,
0: um because yeah, we my wife and I saw that in theaters together. Yeah, that could have been the last one I saw. It's like 2017. Isn't that crazy? Like, it,
1: it's crazy. Yeah, like it's. But well, yeah, if this like stuff, the last this is game made at all. You literally need a wealthy financier to be like, I want a bunch of 90s kids movies. Here's my money. Like, make this for me.
0: Right. I feel like the I was just thinking about this. The last like kids' movie that I remember in theaters that came out was that John Cena movie called Playing with Fire where um it, it he played I haven't seen it, but like he's a fire superintendent and his team of firefighters come to the rescue of three siblings okay, and they have yes. the babysit. They have to, like babysit the kids or whatever, but like <clears throat> it's a movie with john cena keegan michael key and like a bunch of kids and it's like that's what you're looking for dude is like kids doing stuff in a live action movie and it's not like i mean it could be silly and stuff but it but it but it's not under like a property it's just like i don't know like a like a kid's movie i mean i don't know i don't even know how well it did um it did okay it made it had a thirty million dollar budget and made seventy million dollars. So, like, that's like that old sweet spot back in the day, you know? Where right, you got it. You got to hit some singles and doubles, man. You got to do it. And these are the types of movies that did it. Like this first, the first three ninjas. Let's look and see what the uh, box office was for that. Budget had to be so small for this movie, dude. The budget was two and a half million dollars, and it made. 29 million dollars so that's as like I mean it's like a hundred million dollar
1: movie making a billion dollars right
0: exactly there's a reason why there were four of these made because the first one like did so well you don't have to and I don't care what anybody says you can still make movies on the cheap very easily like I don't really understand how that playing with fire movie was a fucking 30 million dollar movie but if it had been half that and made $70 million, you'd be like, Oh God, that's like a major hit, you know? So it can still be done. I'm just waiting for the, I'm I'm very much excited for and waiting for like the house of cards with streaming to fall apart. Like as soon as that happens, I think things are going to revert back to maybe something a little bit different where we actually get movies again in theaters and we 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 there's because it was like studios were forced to have to do this kind of stuff because they needed those audiences to come to the theater that was what it was it was like there's a necessity here to get exactly. families and and kids and stuff now it's just like well fuck them there it's it, as long as they're on disney plus you know we don't really care or whatever streaming service netflix it's like we don't care about the quality you're already a subscriber you you know just pay as long as you pay every month it's all good so there's really not yeah. much of an onus to like make this stuff or make it good because like a lot of it's like a disaster um so yeah so I'm I'm certainly no help because I subscribe to like
1: fifty of these services oh but- I I know I'm I'm on I'm on Hulu I'm on Disney Plus I'm on Netflix I'm on Peacock I'm on Paramount Plus I'm on Apple. I'm on Friendly. Friendly? What the hell is that? Friendly. Okay, so my wife loves the Hallmark Christmas movies. And I was on yeah. Philo. So only a couple of streaming services have Hallmark. But Philo, like, up their prices to $25 a month. And then I was like, somewhere else has to be streaming. Oh, my God. Yeah, somewhere else has to be streaming. Because I'm not paying $25 a month for this single channel. And Friendly is like... Four or five dollars, and you can DVR the movies. So I was like, "Cool, I can I'll do oh, that smart. one." So that's there's that's one of them.
0: There. Oh my god! Oh, one HBO. of the services actually
1: has the Hallmark
0: movies, and it's not one of the ones Pe- you mentioned. Peacock,
1: yeah, Peacock yeah. has them, but you can't DVR yeah. them. My wife wants to DVR them, so so can I need you to just find watch one. Them whenever, I I don't I don't know. I I have to do. some now, here's research a question. On that, yeah.
0: Well, here's a question for you uh, that I've been meaning to ask you because your wife is very connected into the Hallmark world. What's her opinion on the great American family drama?
1: Oh, I. so my wife's not with Hallmark anymore. Um, As you know, she went off and started her her own business. Um, But the former CEO of Hallmark, who got a bunch of flack because of, um, I would say some like, he got some like deserved flack for lack of minorities, yeah. um, lack of lead minority characters, lack of any divergent non-traditional marriages. Like he was, he's very conservative and didn't want any of that on his air. So eventually there was some, something happened where I think he said something controversial that was like pretty off- offensive. Um So he got pushed out. So they hired um, this woman to come in and she was actually the granddaughter of Hank Aaron, which I was just like, this is crazy. Uh, but what? she's a CEO. Yeah, she came in as CEO. And they started really changing and uh, making their their uh, their stuff a lot more diverse and inclusive, yeah. which has been good. There's been some really good movies since then. And that guy started that other network. And that's how he's able to get Candace Cameron, Cameron Beret, Beret and her crazy racist, or uh, crazy you know, uh, conservative, yeah. um, anti LGBTQ opinions on there. Uh, and that's why she left Hallmark.
0: So a couple, I, w- I was wondering cause, uh, Hulu actually carries the great American ones. And like, okay. I didn't, I watched two of them. The first one, like I did, I didn't know they were at first until you see like the opening credits where it says like a great American. They're basic. I mean, they're the Hallmark movies. They're, that's they're what the they same. are. Yeah. They're, they're, they they're the same, the same, same producers. Like they, yeah. they they poached people from there. Yeah, and like a lot of the actors and stuff. I was like, what the fuck is Jill Wagner doing on Great American? And then um that right. ty, uh Daniel Lissig, I think is his name. He's in he yep. used to be in a lot of the, of the Hallmark's. He's running around on Great American. I was like, what like did they just I, pay you more? Do you have no
1: do you have no do, standards lot here? So Candace Cameron was the only one Who had a pretty much the only one who had like a non compete? Like, she only did Hallmark stuff, but she got paid a shitload of money because she would, she would every time they had you know Christmas in July, uh, June weddings, she would do the little like be in some weird studio that was themed after whatever the theme was, guiding you through when it went to commercial. Like, we'll be right back with you know, uh. Uh, rainy, wet wedding Sunday, or whatever the movie yeah. is. Um, <laughs> right. But everybody else, they were free to go do their their own thing. And Lifetime started poaching some of them too. Uh, but mm-hmm. they'd be in both movies. So the goal was like, oh, I like that actor, and then Lifetime's like, oh, well, you're gonna love him in our movie too. And yeah, for the right. actor, it's great because you yeah, know you're oh, yeah. gonna shoot for thirty to forty five days on on location. Um, you're going to make, if you're a male lead, you'll make anywhere between 100 to 175 per movie. So you do two of those. You're set for the year. You've worked mm-hmm. for literally two months. You don't have to do <laughs> press junkets or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, no and bullshit. Like, and if you're one of the females, the females make more, which is awesome. So you'll make 200 to 250 to 275. You make half a million dollars doing two movies a year, spending yep. two or three months filming, and that's it.
0: Do just like doing a script that you could like. If you've done it, like if you're Lacey Chabert, it's like I can do this in my sleep. I right. can bang yeah. these out. Uh, you know, I I love them. I mean, I I I, I say to, it I without really enjoy any them. sarcasm. Like I I love all these movies. I feel a little weird watching the Great American ones because I'm
1: like I don't like the genesis of this network. But yeah, I don't really watch any of those. I I pretty I, much only watch the Hallmark ones. Um, they yeah they they they've had some really good stories of late. Um, so yeah, I'd, well, I, just to, like, watch, fe- feel. I, I've been, I like to dabble in all of them. Cause like Netflix has a lot of them too. Like every
0: streaming service has a oh, Netflix. Now. Yeah. Netflix said that Lindsay Lohan one, dude. They also have a pretty decent one with Freddie Prince jr. This year too. Oh, I need to watch that
1: one. Yes. Yes.
0: To bring it back to our nineties, uh, level. There is one called, I believe Christmas with you that I haven't finished yet. But it's got Freddie Prince Jr, and he plays like a widowed music teacher, and the friggin bet the biggest pop star in the world just so happens to like land in his town, so amazing <laughs> it yeah. rules. I love it um all right well go- let's finish up I guess finishing up on three ninjas um do you have anything to add to three ninjas since this one was your pick and you are a devoted follower?
1: Um, I don't. I it definitely. I don't know. I I'm going to show my kids this movie. I'm going to wait till they're maybe a, a a couple of years older, just because um they tend to fight each other and copy what they see. So I'm oh, gonna, yeah. I'm going to wait till the youngest ones. I think my oldest could handle this. He's seven. I'm going to wait till my youngest is like six, and then that's fair. Because I'm hoping that my oldest one is like, oh, I don't want to fight you. Like, let's just watch this kickass movie, and then the three sequels to it um <laughs> uh, <laughs> cuz it's it's they get it it's like it's everything you wanted as a kid from a 90s movie there's cool ninja costumes there's lots of fighting so you there's never a dull moment um yep. there is basketball there's funny like surfer people there's pizza and soda and there's home alone sequences. And then there's like a scary villain and like a cool final 20 minute scene on a battleship where they're like going through and just like working the fuck out of dozens of these <laughs> shit trained ninjas. So yeah. like, it's cool. It's a great yeah. kids movie. Um, or if you want to impress a first date and just oh, yeah. like, tell her this is from the criterion collection and just put that on and don't, don't, don't break character
0: yeah splice your own like what you could do is um be, be like i got the 35 millimeter cut baby of like this like crazy movie from the 90s and you I splice read it out in, of theater yeah and you splice in like your own bumper at the beginning where like the criterion c like spins you know and like you're, she's like oh my god like what is this and then like with the,
1: like a french like uh title sequence where it's like <laughs> yeah because it's 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 some like, like dramatic black and white music and then it's like three ninjas <laughs> And this movie even opens like with like
0: the forest and everything. And it's like all kind of like, you know, like got that cloudy filter to it. So like, it's all like, what is this like art? Is this like Terrence Malick? Like, what is this? And then like, you hear like that, like crazy bouncy kids music happening. And the (laughs) kids just like, (laughs) like, like, oh, okay. And then like the kids just like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I I feel yeah. as though, I feel like you'd be in like she would be all about it, uh, uh, uh or he or her, he or her, uh, would you you'd be set like you'd be you'd be macking so fast in that movie at that oh, point yeah,
1: she would get your future wife and so this is the music Steve's talking about. There, let me play it. Steve guess what that actually is (laughs) That's not the music from this movie That's the music on the end Of every episode of the West Wing Which makes me lose my shit (laughs) Every time it plays Is it the same music? It is almost identical Pretty close That is yeah, that was not the music from their training sequence. And when they're riding their bikes up and down the hills, it sounds nearly identical. So the first time I watched the West Wing, I was like, is that is that the Three Ninjas movie? That was a really dramatic show. And so every time there's like a super dramatic end to a West Wing episode, it's like the president's been shot. Credits and i just like lose it <laughs> what a crazy for for a
0: prestige drama that like opens with one of the most like stirring theme
1: songs ever oh, yes how does it end on that they had 35 cents for their closing credit music and the deal was like in like, whatever song you pick i'm sorkin there's no bullshit that's the song for the rest of the like the run of the series and he's like, we can literally only afford the fucking music from Three Ninjas. Yeah, like, just put it on. No one's going to stay for the credits anyway. It doesn't matter because he thought it's okay. The episode will run right against the, like into the local news, so no one's going to hear the credits. But he didn't. He didn't foresee streaming where we only hear right. the credits music now. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly.
0: Man, they shouldn't have blown forty-two million dollars on that theme song. Yeah, but it
1: it was worth it. When I played that, did you think it was the music from the, sh- the movie? I did. Absolutely, I did. Amazing. I I'm, 100% I'm thought.
0: Yeah, you completely got me on that one. I was yes. just like, oh, wow, how did he pull up the Three Ninjas music where, so fast? Where did
1: he get that from? <laughs> what? <laughs> I
0: mean, I thought he had, I was pretty
1: sure he had the soundtrack, but holy shit. Wow. <laughs> it's on vinyl. Dude, it might be. I bet Lynn has the vinyl, the Three Ninjas oh yeah if there's anybody on the planet who knows of
0: or has it it's it's our buddy yes yeah. it's, it's our mega guest uh super guest linton so we'll have to ask him you might you yep. might have that surf ninjas he's got a pretty robust collection <laughs> um yeah all right well uh yeah i i you know hey look i agree on on surf or surf ninjas three ninjas it's it's an awesome like kids movie um you know as an adult you might watch it and be like oh what the fuck but um honestly there's still like some good stuff to it and like if you like martial arts like i would almost just say skip to the last 20 minutes because there's a lot of good stuff in it like genuinely there is the final fight between like grandpa and snyder is like pretty kick-ass it's a good battle um including the jelly beans in the mouth that i can stand um also also the moment where the dad lets an FBI guy snipe Snyder from the roof with their kids like two feet away. So Absolutely. I like that part of it too. That like he definitely let the guys open fire on this guy with his kids just like out in the open. So Who that was gives a trip.
1: fuck. It's just tum tum. Like do I it. gotta have fucking I gotta have
0: Snyder. I don't even like tum tum that much.
1: Snyder. He's everything. We didn't get him. We got nothing.
0: when he like flies away on that helicopter oh yeah on the the
1: rope ladder of the helicopter
0: yeah like okay i i uh i like this movie yeah no three ninjas is fun um and i think you'll like it too so uh definitely check it out i watched i watched a bullshit version on youtube um and there is you can watch it on other like street uh, you can like rent it and stuff and there is an international cut which you probably have you might have seen but there is an international cut that has like more violent stuff in it and they had to cut it down to make oh it pg God. for an, an american audience so maybe there is like bones popping out of arms and stuff in the international Incredible, cut. i hope so i'm gonna find it um so that's that's uh three ninjas um we have more ninja content coming for you i can promise you that so uh check out three ninjas follow us on social revenge of 90s pod and we'll be back with more ninja stuff for you later Every time you see me, laugh and treat me bad, but you can't defeat me. I believe in myself, that's why you can't fade this with a full logical, totally awesome arrangement. Prepare for any situation.